When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Oh, What's up, y'all? Kofi Kingston here, and I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks, depending on what that drink is, preferably non-alcoholic, you know? How's it going? The Celtic Warrior, James. Wardlow here. Soda. I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. I would love to have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Maple syrup. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks. Should I do another cheers? Yeah. To fans first? Probably, why not? Cheers. Well, cheers to fans first, Sports Network. I'm just going to run through some of the matches. I don't want us to be here all night about it because uh, it was pretty cool, though. Um, it opened up, I believe this was on the kickoff, too, the Axiom versus Nathan Frazier. Yeah. Those dudes are killer, dude. They're so good. I don't know what we're doing with Axiom. Take the stupid mask off. Stop doing the video game thing. I think one of my biggest issues with NXT development is they develop stuff that just will never work on a big big screen effectively it's stuff that works for that little audience the nxt audience i think is terrible uh and i don't think it's an accident that half the time someone gets over in nxt they have a really tough time on the main roster because i do feel like the nxt audience is only one step removed from the AEW audience of liking stuff strictly because they don't think vince would like it you know what i mean but like the whole axiom presentation i think is dumb he comes off as a generic thq guy remember that and that's what he's like. And he's so good. Why would you do that to him? Yeah. Yeah, it's a cool graphic for TV. Um, but his his persona is non-existent 
once the wrestling happens. He's a fantastic wrestler, but you don't get any emotions or vibes from him. Yeah, they gave him the the worst mask to wrestle in. They literally just said, don't care about this dude. Like, how hard is it to sell to begin with? Rey Mysterio's mask has eye and mouth holes so he can express. Yes. You know? Yes. It's just, it's tough. But it was a good match. Nathan Frazier and Axiom are both really good. But, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Uh, anything else on that one? No, no. I mean, it's it's a, a display of what they're doing down there. Um, to your point, though, about it not translating on, on Raw or SmackDown, I think uh, like a guy like Grayson Waller, I mean, he kind of see him just be himself, but like Austin Theory, who he's teaming with now, you know, they're both two different examples. When you go through NXT, I always thought it was them, like Braun Breaker, again, let's bring up third guy before I get to my fucking point. <laughs> mm-hmm. Learn how to do the job, no matter what the character is, no matter what the persona is, learn how to do the job. I think that's something Breaker's doing, right? He's figuring out the wrestling as a babyface and a heel. Um, but something Grayson Waller was like, you know, this this character work you do is so impressive. That will translate. You know, Baron Corbin did translate, fourth guy. Um, but like Austin Theory, even with the U.S. title, never got his character over, never got his persona over. But his wrestling's good. But what are we watching? So finding what fits them and then changing it on the main roster is perfect. I don't think Austin theory spent enough time finding out what worked in NXT. You know what I mean? Where Grayson Waller did Brown breaker still has to. So if you learn the job and then apply that on the main roster, cool. But I don't know if that makes sense. I actually think that Austin theory is kind of a weird example because I feel like that he spent all of his time perfecting what NXT wanted him to be which was a fucking joke and they made him terrible. He gets to the main roster and he suddenly starts being, he's a little silly about stuff with the selfies, but he's being an asshole about it. You know what I mean? Like he was taking selfies of dudes he would knock out and he was overall very serious. His promo leading into the Cena match with the empty arena was phenomenal. Uh, At this point, they've taken him back towards goofy again and it's this weird thing that Triple H is starting to do where he's got the way back together. He's getting Theory kind of goofy. And I'm wondering if they're trying to figure out a way to get Theory back into the way when I really feel like that. I don't, I mean, why Triple H and HBK like certain people in certain situations, I'll never know. But the same thing was with Vince, right? He likes certain stuff that you just kind of yeah. say, I don't know what the fuck this is about. So, you know, is what it is, I guess. But that's their blind spot, as far as I could tell. Uh, Dragon Lee defeated Dirty Dominic Mysterio and won the NXT American North American Championship. This was crazy because, A, it was a really good match. B, it was the first time we didn't have Judgment Day ringside. So, of course, Dominic loses. That makes sense. But it made no sense coming into it, and I didn't like it. I didn't like how we got here, right? We had a fatal four-way match with three main roster guys and one NXT talent. The one NXT talent, Wesley, wins it. He snaps his back in half. He's like Superman and Bane or something. Or Doomsday? It was Doomsday who broke Superman's back. Yeah, Bane's in... Uh, he's more closely associated with Batman. But... Did, did Bane break Batman's back? Everyone had their back broken, dude. Um, yeah, I mean, everyone gets his back broke every once in a while. Yeah, I mean, so Batman breaks his back, Superman breaks his back. Makes sense, Wesley would break his back. You know what I mean? Like, just, 
That's true. Just one of the crowd, you know. Mm-hmm. But so you have four guys going in a fatal four way. The the winner's going to go for this match. The one guy who wins it is the only guy in NXT. He gets hurt. He can't do it. Rey Mysterio puts Dragon Lee in this match. Not one of the other three guys in the number one contender match. And another main roster guy. This wasn't like he put a dude from NXT in there because they're trying to get the title back on NXT. Right. Dragon Lee's been on the main roster. Why are we putting this on another main roster guy? I thought the whole idea of this angle was to get get the title back in NXT. Yeah, and he's been on SmackDown too. Um, yeah. but I think it's just because he's Wesley's brother, you know. That's true. Hmm. Man makes the most sense, right? Like fight for your family, you know. It makes more sense than anything they said on TV. But I don't. I mean, I just didn't like any of that, and I don't like that that he won it. Not because I don't think he's good and shouldn't have it, but because how the fuck did you end up in this match anyways? Like it just yeah. it takes away from the wins and losses mattering. It takes away from what Wesley did. Why did Wesley yeah. have to go through that where he ended up getting hurt to fight for this chance if it was just going to be handed to somebody else, right? Not that only in the context, right. if it right. can be handed right. out. Right. If it can right. be, why wasn't it, right? If it right. could have gone to anyone, then why did he have to fight so hard to win it, right? Right. Or why didn't why didn't Ray Mysterio pick, like, uh, I don't know, Goldberg, Reed. you know, Bronson Reed. Yeah, like, pick... Pick the biggest, baddest dude you can find, you know, um, have, you know, while well, Tyler Bate uh, would have been a great choice too. Um, which they I think it should have been Bronson because if you're going to yeah. put it on a main roster guy anyways, Bronson's already had it. it he made sense. Yeah. And the only reason he lost that match is because Ivar came around and started fighting with him. Yeah. Remember, he was the one who was removed from the match. So then you, you can, can make the argument. The title on Dom by having Ivar do it again. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I I get you. I I mean, it was the biggest surprise I had of the night. I was yeah. I was shocked, and it was really cool to see because I said this, I believe, on episode one. Dom is fucking incredible. Dom he is, is good. It's awesome to watch him without help and really figure it out. He is. He's doing awesome. Absolutely awesome. So yeah, I, I hear you. And I guess storyline wise, which we talk about a lot, is make it make sense, but. Um, you know, if Dragon League is off of SmackDown and doing the the NXT thing for, you know, let's say until New Year's Evil, that's okay. I mean, I, I hear you, though. I hear you, though. Yeah. Um, they might have just been in a pinch and this was the best they can do. I mean, I don't want to give them excuses if it if it really gets at you that much because, you know, maybe they just pull the match and don't do it until they can storyline better it. But or have those same three guys do a fatal three or a, a triple threat. That might make more sense. I hear you. Right. I feel like there was uh, some sort of a uh, time crunch on why they needed the title off of Dom. I feel yeah. like the Judgment Day story is going in such a direction that it needed to be off Dom now. And yeah. so how could we do that? Although I just wish it was somebody from NXT that would have made sense. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, still, still, like you said, good match. I think Dom is incredible and people do not give him the credit he deserves. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's one of those people formulate their opinion and then just never change it no matter what. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Him. I've seen people with Ricochet where they've decided that these people are a certain way the day they see him. And every time you talk to them afterwards, like, oh, yeah, but this guy can't talk. And you're like, no, 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 he's been doing really good on that. Like, no. yeah. oh, well, this guy can't do that. Well, no, he's been able to do that for two years now. Like, what are you talking about? Yeah. So, like, yeah, it's just a thing people have with those guys. Uh, the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge match came up. Blair Davenport did take the win. I actually really like the finish where she starts running around. 
Yeah. Right out. This way, last uh, can get her. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but this was a really cool match that has a bunch of great athleticism from a bunch of a bunch of really good looking women who know how to fight and wrestle. But the rules for these Iron Survivor matches, I think, is just dumb. Like the fact that you have one come in at a time. I mean, you don't want to come in last anymore, right? But right. the person who comes in first ends up getting pinned the most. Right. Like it's this weird. <laughs> I think the rules are so convoluted. And I do think this is WWE's answer to uh, the round robin style tournaments that uh, NJPW does, the G1, the AEW has started doing. Uh, there's a lot of, there's a fan base that really likes those things, the point systems and all that. I think that having a 30 minute match, or was it 25 minutes? 25. A specifically 25 minute match where the most pinfalls and submissions mean something. But the last person to come in only gets five minutes is really ridiculous. It's a really yeah. weird way. And sometimes it gives away the whole thing. Yeah. Like when we were watching the, before we, I mean, we'll get to it, but when we were watching the, the men's, I was looking at the scoreboard and I go, oh, are they going to have this dude pull it off in the very end? Like, is he going to get all three in like a minute? And uh, yeah, he did. Because yeah. it's like, it, I just don't like this style of match at all. I don't like it. What do you do? You like this style of match? So my biggest problem with this match and um, Iron Man matches with multiple falls and even the Heritage Cup, even though that's a lot of fun. Mm. Um, we watch we watch twenty five minute matches. We watch fifty minute matches with one fall. Yeah, that's my biggest problem. How can you beat this guy in three minutes when your entry match to this was twelve minutes? Yeah. That's that's where it loses me. Um, what I what I liked about this women's match, uh, I won't go too far, but what I liked about it was like watching the growth of someone like Fallon Henley, who's yeah. not there yet, but watching her go through it to try to get there, you know. Um, and that's an NXT thing. If this if this particular match was on the main roster, it would look like a massive clusterfuck because there's five people who are really good at wrestling trying to win in a fast way when they never wrestle in a fast way. So that's kind of my issue with it is that it's, yeah. I mean, even the war games, right? Like we watch war games, it's just as long and you're not allowed to go for a pinfall. So like the idea of this, it just, yeah, it it doesn't make much sense. And yeah, like you said, uh, you have two people that are going to be in it for 25 minutes. You have one person that's going to be in it for 20 minutes. One person is going to be in it for 15 minutes and another person is going to be in it for 10 what, what does that mean? That's not fair to anyone. It's just that's it's convoluted. It's a little messy. Um, yeah. It, but for some reason, it's still a little bit of fun, you know, because it's different. I think that's why. So but uh, it's yeah, it's messy. You just go for it when it's there. But no, if they did away with it, I wouldn't be upset. Yeah, I wouldn't bother by it all if it went away. Uh, and I think that the part of the reason why by the end of the day, it usually is a fun match is because these people are good at building that anticipation and that moment at the end they're getting that payoff happens um but there's just a ton of suspension of disbelief that is just really on you to just fucking allow it to to not make any sense at all and be like let me just see a whole bunch of moves and then we'll just have fun that way and somebody's gonna win a number and and their stakes so yeah. uh, i did want to shout out kalani jordan was awesome in this yeah i warned you about her 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 match leading into the iron survivor i was like i was really impressed 
dude, I thought she got broken half on the fucking table. I rewatched that four times. I and I and then she took like some massive backbreaker afterwards. I was like, oh my god, what is she doing? Yeah. That spot actually is one of the reasons why I didn't like this match because the match has to go so fast paced. She looked like she broke her back and she wasn't allowed to sell it. Yeah. So what are you taking these massive bumps for? These crazy bumps that you can't even milk the crowd for a reaction from it. And you don't let the crowd just sit there and think on it for a minute. That's what makes like the, the Roman matches so big is because they'll do a big move and then they really let the replays tell that and the crowd react to it and mm-hmm. they milk the, the sheer force of it all, right? That's this a great was like, point. Yeah, there's barely time for replays in a match like this. Yeah, there was no replays. Or not or no at all, but there's no replay of that. I had to go back. Yeah, yeah. And it was like, what a fucking crazy bump. And she immediately gets back up and takes another bump. And you're kind of like, that erased that whole other bump. And that's what bothers me is I don't know what these people are learning. This is only in developmental. And I don't know what they're learning. You yeah, I mean? I mean, if you just want to say like multi, multi-layer storytelling within a match because you have to coordinate with people so you'd be better in the Royal Rumble or better in Elimination Chamber when you get to that level. But to your point, uh, I think what you're really saying is a match like this necessary. Yeah. And I, I just yeah. don't think it is. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's other ways you can do it that would be a lot more enticing, but all these women killed each other and they didn't. Yeah. And I, I, I want to stick up for Fallon Henley too. Um, yeah. You know, you can tell that she's not quite ready and the people talking shit online is really crazy. You know, what? like the spot with her and Tiffany Stratton uh, leaving the, bo- leaving the penalty box. People are saying, Oh my God, this took so long. And I was like, did anybody like stop to say thank you for throwing yourself through a table? Like, mm-hmm. she, and, and the way she went through the table, she didn't quite know how to protect herself. So she, she fell in a way that didn't quite make sense. Right. And her, and you can watch her and Tiffany uh, orchestrating the right time to do it. You know, Tiffany's like, are you ready? Like, you know, be prepared. This is happening. You know, they're taking care of each other. And like, we have to respect that. We have to be okay with that. And if it takes them a little bit longer to be ready, then sure. Just because Shane McMahon is ready to jump off the hell in a cell as soon as he gets up there without looking back down doesn't mean it's a good idea or it's better than what those girls did. Like, it's crazy. It's insane what he does. But, you know, just watching, you know, uh, Fallon Henley and, and Tiffany Stratton set that spot up, I was like, oh, this is really cool that they're taking care of each other and Fallon Henley is willing to do this. Now let's see how the story plays out in the match. How does this table spot affect her? You know? Yeah, I just wish people wouldn't do shit they didn't know how to do. And that uh, if you're not ready for it, don't do it. You know I mean, like, don't take so long. That's one of the things I don't like about, um, as much as I think Santos Escobar is incredible, when he does the hurricane run off the top, it takes him fucking forever. Yeah. When I'm out of it. By the time he finally does it, it goes, it takes you so long to get ready for it. Just don't do it. If it's that hard to do and that hard to get, to get to get it together it's it's that much time that pulls us away from it right that we're no longer like you just said that you were no longer invested in the match or the move anymore you were now appreciating here's two people taking their time taking deep breaths taking care of each other you weren't into the moment anymore they had the fall and you're able to assess how that fall might have looked because it took too long you had time to go well let's see how this let's see how they land you know what i mean you were no longer like oh my god what are they doing you know what i mean Believe it. If it wasn't NXT, I wouldn't have felt that way. When Cody did it um, in the Malachi Black match, when he uh, he got kicked, looked back at the table, 
looked back and then looked at the table to jump again, I was all over it because you are a professional at that point. You should be ready to do that in the motion. That took me out of the match in a way where it's like, dude, you're what are you doing? Where this just because it's NXT and they're they're green as fuck, I'm like, okay, well, at least thank you for doing the spot that you weren't comfortable with. And to your point, it's the timing that messed it up because I'm sure production would have stayed away until the moment was clear, you know. Yeah, we shouldn't see all that stuff. Broadcast yeah. podcasting gaming coming through saying cheers. He says, What's up, gentlemen? And I agree with Bishop, and it's not a terrible wrestling take. Cheers, brother. Thank you, broadcast. Yeah. Down I'm not saying it. you're wrong, but I don't think you're right. So uh no, <laughs> it's I just agree. One of those I, no, I agree. Like, I agree. Yeah. Yeah. It's just one of those things that I see a lot, and especially in I mean, it's the stuff that takes me out of a lot of matches nowadays, is all like, okay, well, now we're waiting. Now we're just waiting. And there's only so much leniency. And some of these um some of these talent that came before took time to set stuff up in a way. And it looked a little sloppier in execution, I think. But there was a realism in that. Where it's like, oh my God, what are they doing? What are they trying to do? And now you're like, okay, here's the spot we see every match. They're taking a long time to do it. We've talked about it with, um, what was it, Lacey? There was a while where she was taking almost too little time or too much time. There was her or Charlotte. Somebody was doing a thing where they just started taking forever to set up. I'm like, just stop doing it for a while. Just wait till you're yeah. comfortable doing it quickly. You know, and it's the same thing where I know we're watching people develop and it's not just them. Uh, it was a hell of a, a spot to do. But I just wish that the people in the back were protecting the people out there enough yeah. to say, like, look, if you can't get it kind of together in like five seconds, we'll save it for the next match. You know what I mean? Like there will be another match. Like why can't we have Tiffany versus Fallon Henley later where they, they do that spot somewhere else and a little more comfortably. Yeah. Like I think there's time, you know? Uh, and I don't want to see someone pulled out of the match because we're protecting each other more than the match. in in a sense, I mean, I don't want people hurt. Right. I just, just don't do the thing. You know what I mean? It's not like, Hey, rush it and hurt yourself. I just don't do the thing. Let's do a different thing. Yeah. That's my take. Yeah. You know, yeah. for sure. Uh, Carmelo Hayes and Lexus King. It was a fun match. It was cool. Uh, I don't think I'm really invested in that Hayes story with Trick and all that stuff. I don't think I really care about it. I don't know why. And I think it's because I don't think that Carmelo Hayes belongs in NXT, and I haven't for a long time. So I think everything I watch him do here just feels like him biding his time. Because it's not that he's not getting better, but his getting better is so, from our perspective, so so small. It's little tiny things along the way that I go, why isn't he on the main roster? You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah. We watched um, him go from 15% ready to 90% ready. And now we're watching him go to 91, 92, 93, 94. Like that, the amount of growth he has left is so, so uh, finite. I think for me, the problem with the Carmelo Hayes, Trick Williams storyline is Trick Williams got over so much. His, yeah. his crowd, the, how much they love him is so hot. They don't need the tension. No, it's it's no. it's done because the whole point of breaking someone up is to Marty Jannetty, Shawn Michaels it right. Like, even though that worked the opposite, <laughs> uh, yeah. But it's it's to garner sympathy for one side while you know cooling off another, but only to the point of really elevating the one. Well, Trick Williams is there. He doesn't need it. So they should. They should find a, a gratuitous person to blame this whole thing on and just move away from it. Um, Cause I don't, I don't think they answered the question. They made it worse on Tuesday, but that's another story. Yeah, um, but as far true. as the match goes, I absolutely love the yeah. ending promo by Lexus King. I actually yeah. watched the match upside down. I was laying down doing a sauna and yeah. uh, I looked, I was looking back the whole time 
So it was really mm-hmm. weird to watch upside down. Um, but, uh, you know, the promo afterwards I thought was awesome. You know, it, yeah. it, it gave Lexus King a, a layer of character that makes the stuff I'm seeing that I don't like, cause I'm really not liking his, his, you know, what he's portrayed so far character wise him saying like, Hey, it wasn't me, but shouts for the PLE, you know, like giving me that yeah. spotlight. I was like, Oh, okay. He's a, he's being a manipulator. Yes. Um, more than an asshole. Cause he comes off as just an asshole on TV and it's like, uh, it's dumb. Yeah. 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 And, and I thought the match was great. I thought the promo was great. I thought it was really good. It's just at the end of the day, I think that that's, I think what made it interesting too, was by him saying that it just kind of strengthened the idea of like, that's all this was. This was just a match to get Lexus King in front of a big crowd. You know what that's I mean? Funny. Like that's funny because it's like that's what yeah what WWE wanted. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what WWE yeah. wanted, and then he just says it like he made it happen, and you're just kind of like, right. I like that. <laughs> right. That's good. Yeah. So it's not that anybody here's doing bad. It's just that everyone uh, in this storyline. The funny part to me is that my complaint is they're all doing so good. I just don't know why it's on NXT. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you're too good for this. What's going on? Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Oh wow, there was a few more matches left. The, the men's Iron Survivor match is is. I mean, it, it kind of is exactly what it was, where Trick Williams gets nothing and then takes it all at the end in three seconds and kills everybody with one move at a time. And he is so crazy over. My favorite thing about him right now is the um, the narrative online that so many people have, where they say, where they said, "I said it a year, two years ago." Mark my words, Trick Williams going to be the big blow up star here. The Carmelo's not going to be the guy. And I was like, no, you did not fucking say that. Right. No and one. Even if you did, it, it'll never be true because Carmelo is, and I, I think trick had, well, I'll get the trick in a second. So I'm just going to preface that. Like I had, I, I revere trick. What Carmelo does that trick can't is so much better than trick can. Mm-hmm. It's never going to be close. Never going to be close. Like it trick will come nowhere near surpassing Carmelo in any way. At best, he will be one of the earliest versions of Carmelo. Carmelo is, he's one of the most undeniable talents. Like if you say he's not good, then I know you don't know wrestling. Yeah. And I'm not saying he's perfect. I'm not saying he's the best, but if he is at worst, really, really good at it really really good at it you know what i mean like yeah, he has you can you can definitely see he's he's young in the game and all that but he is so good at everything he does in a seth rollins way where he's so good at everything he does well is there is there weakness here weakness there do things feel familiar for sure but like put that guy anywhere and he's going to succeed yeah did you claims that he said it i don't believe him and he's wrong so he's but but, yeah, and oh, I, I do quick. think it's cool to go ahead. Um, the trick part of it. Yeah. Um, again, it's it's like calling out Jade Cargill as a star, right? Like the look is there. Um, I think he has an incredible amount of confidence. Um, but just like a lot of us, public speaking, not quite his thing, not there yet. His look is incredible, but also his wrestling, though, it still misses. He has yeah. a lot of a lot of gaps in what he does. Again, super athlete, absolutely. Got the look, absolutely. You know, he's not he's not great on the microphone. He has a, you know, a thing going on when he talks, whether it's the mouth, the tongue, whatever. Like it's it. Mm-hmm. But he's he's going to get there because his confidence is there, which is awesome. Yeah. Do you think that he's as over as his chant? 
because that was my thing i was trying to i don't watch nxt every week and so tuning in and seeing the crowd go crazy over this i couldn't tell if they're going crazy over him or the chance to sing along the way that they do that's my biggest problem with the nxt crowd the nxt crowd specifically will do that so it's different because his chant is from a movie and if it wasn't it wouldn't be as succinct as it is because it's like Judas, right? Like how many people sing Judas? How many people are actually a fan? Like I know the lyrics to Judas because it's always there, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but I'm not a fan and nor do I even like the song, but it actually is copy and paste what good songs are supposed to do. You know what I mean? It's just rhythmically there. It it is, right? So, but what that trick, it's from a movie from so long ago and one of the most popular parts of that movie that it just goes with what he is. So, if the chant was different, then I would say yes, but he's never going to be more popular or as popular of the chant, if that makes sense. So, hmm. uh, did you says that his chant is what people are into? Yeah, uh, it just that was kind of the impression I was getting. I was like, I think people are enjoying doing this whoop that trick thing, and they like trick because they get to do that when he's out there. He's not as over as the chant, but he's still over without the chant. Okay, good because the reactions he gets a perfect example, CM Punk, right. CM Punk gets his name chanted regardless of what he does. Yeah. They don't do the chant for everything Trick does. They will mm. still give Trick natural reactions to the things he does. It's okay. not just about doing the chant. I That's how I feel. I do think it's cool. I do think it's cool what's going on with him. Uh, I love Tuesday when he goes, I'm Trick James, bitch. That was awesome. That was funny. So. Yeah. I was like, oh, he, he lined that one up real nice. Nobody yeah. saw it coming. That's how you know, like, the character is there because they were listening to what he was saying. They'll yeah. stop the whoop that trick to listen to what he has to say. It was awesome. Yeah. Good. Yeah. He's so awesome. good for trick. Yeah. Um, let's see. I think we'll move on. I'm just going to say it's. That's why is Dijak still around, man? <laughs> just... Period, period or just an NXT? At all. Yeah. I just don't see it. And I don't like this uh, this gimmick. This um, Sin City. Was the... It wasn't Sin City. It's a different shitty cop movie, like an old one. I think it's got Stallone in it. But uh... Copland. Yes, he's trying to do Copland. Or Judge mm-hmm. Dredd. Not Judge Dredd. That was a good one. <laughs> uh, I still have shells in my bathroom because of that movie. Uh, Keanu James defeated no, Rocks. That's what? no, that's Demolition Man. Same thing. Demolition Land is, is the three seashells. <laughs> Those are the same movie. I don't know if you know that. Stop or my mom will shoot. Judge Dredd. Yeah. <laughs> Demolition Man. It's all the same movie. Twins. Stallone. Cop. There it is. <laughs> I am the law. Digi says. Schneider's so good, dude. Uh, Keanu Drang, James defeated Roxanne Presence to a cage match. I thought this match was really good. I do think that. Roxanne could stand to sell a little differently. She like overdoes it sometimes when she doesn't need to. Uh, and then, but I think that she, I think I'd rather see someone oversell than undersell. So I'll give her that for sure. I think she's just awesome. She should be on the main roster. I think they're using her to get the rest of the talent up without having her be the tent pole of the, of the division by being champion. It's kind of an interesting thing they're doing. You know what I mean? It, it's cool because they they took that away from her so quick. Yeah. You know, like she had a solid run, but like her, who did she feud with? How long did it go? It just didn't. Right. Like yeah. there's nothing that really stands out. And and that's a good thing. Like you said, and she's ready. She's yeah. ready. 
She's ready. Uh, this match got interfered with at the end by Izzy Dame, who I don't know who that is. We saw her come out, and we all kind of looked at each other and said, what was the name they said? Was, it, was she in NXT UK? Did she come back? Like, we were trying to figure out who she was. Uh, and at first, I was like, hey, is that Tiffany? I was like, can't be Tiffany. I was like, hey, that's that uh, the blonde girl from NXT UK. And I was like, no, it's not her. And I started realizing that I mentioned it once before, and I'll say it again. We're in this weird post-Divas era, pre-Divas era thing where we're getting the most diva-looking women, the most Barbie doll, blonde, like... They're not all blonde even. I mean, look at Cora Jade. She came in looking like a Barbie doll too. We have these model-looking women that on the flip side, they look like they would fit exactly in the Divas era or even the Attitude era, but they're wrestling on such a high level that it's kind of like, you know what it is? It's not a surprise that Triple H and HBK are in charge because they want the women that they used to like to ogle at but they're trying to give the fans the wrestling that they're asking for. So they're like, it's the best of both worlds. We'll give them these incredible wrestlers, but we can stare at them all day long. And you just kind of go like, there's certain things about some of these women that, that are getting lost because of that. Right. So here's Izzy Dame, I think is her name. And I don't know what's special about her. Cora Jade. She was notably different, right? When she walked in, she was this little punk girl and she didn't look like that. And she didn't have that kind of, uh, overdone makeup and the the implants and stuff. And so she stood out in a way where you go, something different about her. Roxanne, something's different about her. She's a little shorter. She's a little thicker. She's She's got like a face like someone you would see at the store, like someone you would see in your life. So it's there about her where you go, that's very endearing. She's different. Like Bailey. That was what Triple H said to Bailey when he brought her in. There was some clip of it backstage where he's all like, she was upset about something. She goes, I don't look like all the other girls. And then she's like, and that's why we need you. That's why you're going to be so important here. And we're starting to lose that again, where we have a big pool of a lot of women that look very much the same. And I don't know if that's why you have a Roxanne pop in to be the one that's a little different, but I thought we had such a cool collection of women that didn't all look that way for a while. And then on the flip side, I can't complain because they're all really fucking good at wrestling. Yeah, so athletic that it's also like, yeah. well, I mean, I might not be able to tell the two apart, but this match is killer, you yeah. know. It's that's how I feel every time I watch Tiffany Stratton. Um, you know, I grew up with with women like that. Um, you know, platinum blonde with the makeup and it, like they off putting attitudes. Um, but none that could fucking wrestle like she can. She is so incredible. But yeah, when uh, when Izzy Dane came out, I was like, oh, okay, generic blonde number seven. That makes sense. Um, you know, one of the best things about Mandy Rose's run is when she went br uh, brunette. Brunette Mandy was incredible. She it felt like she popped off the screen even more. And I, I don't really think she was that much better. But we had remember when we had the, you know, Dana Brooke, Charlotte Lacey Evans issue. Which one are you looking at in the ring? Yeah. And and that's the trend that that happens now in in NXT, even though. When you look at the Women's Iron Survivor Challenge, we didn't have that problem, you know, which is cool. But I, I hear you, man. It, um, I was incredibly disappointed with Corey Jade's uh, new look. I, I tweeted about it. Um, I tried to be as sensitive as I could because I'm not shaming her for it. It's just as a wrestling fan, when I look for aesthetics, to your point, I want something that looks unique. And if you look like a Barbie doll, 
Like there's, yes, you can make all different Barbie dolls, but you're all the same thing. You just happen to look a little bit different. Like I said, brunette here, but you know, Hey, the cheekbones and the lips and the, the tits, like it's, well, where's, where's your uniqueness? You know, um, it's what gravitated me to Paige when I first saw her. she looked so different. And then again, no offense, like do exactly what makes you happy. I cannot blame people for that. But if my, if my attraction to you just off of a, a performance level, a flattery level is this unique look and that unique look changes, then I'm not, I'm not intrigued by the eye anymore. It's not attraction in a, in a sexual way. It's a, an ocular attraction. Oh, this looks unique. Oh, it catches my eye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that's that that's what goes away when everyone has the same breast size, when everyone has the same same cheekbones, when everyone has the same lips. You know, and I, I enjoy watching Piper Niven wrestle. You know, mm-hmm. um, not just because she's a big girl, but that's what draws you in first, right? Oh, here's a big girl. What's this? Oh my God, she's fucking incredible. I'm now a fan of Piper Niven, not the yeah. big girl that can wrestle, you know? Yep. Yep. So, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. Um, you know, it, honestly, it's one thing I respect about Becky. She hasn't changed her body, you know, besides, you know, gaining a little weight, losing a little weight, you know, through diet or, you know, life events. That's it, though. But Becky's Becky, and she's yeah. always been that way. Bailey's Bailey. She's always been that way. Um, it would be yes, it would be disappointing to see what I like to see change, but if it's to their you know positive, sure. Now go out and wrestle and change my mind, you know. Yeah, and even their characters, I'm saying, are getting a little mixed up too. Like Kiana James came out, and we're all like, "Who's this person stealing Tiffany's gimmick on Tiffany's show?" You know what I mean? Like what made yeah. Tiffany also so uh, spectacular was also that her character was so well done. Cora Jade's promo she cut after this whole segment was also very Tiffany. Like, I was like, is there only one type of bitch that someone can yeah. be? Is there only one type of villain for a woman? Like, it doesn't seem right. Uh, and even you then... You all missed me, now you want to see me. Even when... And sorry to cut you off again, yeah. I apologize. Uh, even when Cora J came out for the the interruption or the, the, the chair shot, um, she couldn't help but, like, accentuate the fact that she got them done, right? Like, she, yeah. he was, she was nervous about excuse me about showing this new thing off and that's what we all do right we try to hide our flaws by covering them up like we you know she she wasn't the sexy superstar and if she wants to be sure but like that ballsy badass she used to call her the avril lavigne of nxt right that's gone now it's gone you know and it's not that avril lavigne can't be sexy all she wants and and do her thing too but the character in which that was like you know i've (laughs) It was the one time I wanted Jericho to come back, right? So he can cut the, the Stephanie McMahon promo on Cora Jade, you right. know? Yeah, it just, I mean, it's just, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a weird thing where it's just a sea of really talented women. And instead of liking more of them, I'm kind of liking less of them because they, they are becoming just this kind of pool that doesn't stand out the same ways. Um, let's see. Uh, Digi says in the chat, he goes, if you have the show and the go, that's money. Uh, he goes, uh, Izzy Dame is one of their new recruits, former volleyball player, and said she just got with the company back in July, if he recalls. And then uh, says, uh, Did he say he's made the point before? You know, be different, being different gets eyes, and I think that that's that's a big part of it. Um, and then did you said they'd they'd have been they'd have more different bitches, but Isla and Alba are on the call up, uh, yeah, 
Isla and Alba were a whole different type of villain, you know? Uh, one of the things that made Carmella stand out was that she didn't look like everybody else when she was kind of doing the most beautiful woman in WWE thing. And even her snotty obnoxiousness wasn't the same mean girl kind of concept that we're getting now with a lot of these women. So I don't know. I just, you know, be a little different. I don't know what that's going to take, but I just don't want, I think they're also talented. It's a, I don't know. It's a, it's an embarrassment of riches, I guess it's this weird, like, Hey, they're all so good and good looking that it's frustrating. Isn't like, it's weird. I'll give you that. Like part of it is kind of like, what do I want? Right. Uh, let's see. Carmela's best run was with truth. I was hysterical. She did a really good job with that. Uh, she went less bitch, more girl next door. Yeah, I just think that. Yeah, I don't know. It just it. After watching this, I came away a bigger fan of Roxanne, a bigger fan of Kaylana Jordan. Um, still a huge fan of Tiffany Stratton, and and I'm and I'm definitely I've always kind of liked Fallon Henley, but like you said, I think she's got a ways to go, but she's got something there. And then the rest of the women I saw I was kind of like, eh, take it or leave it. We got it. We yeah. got those. You know what I mean? We've got those. Yeah. Like you can say that about anything in a shitty way where was it Jim Ross is always talking about when Bill Watts lost junkyard dog and said, we needed another black baby face. Like they're always trying to offset what they don't have. Right. Like right. you can do that in a terrible way, but then there's also like at a certain point, like what's making you different. Cause I've, I've got that already. I've seen that even with, like you said, Mandy and Dana, uh, Oscar was calling them the sexy muscle girls because at the end of the day, that's all they were presenting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Digi says drunk JR is best JR. Dude, I love JR. Uh, let's get the, the main event out of the way here. Ilya Dragunov defeated Baron Corbin. This was a fucking killer match. It was badass. I don't love watching Corbin lose because I like <laughs> him so much. Uh, I did do you think he would, next for him. Did you think he might win? The I thought there the was a was good going? chance because yeah. the way the match was Dang. going and because it couldn't yeah. make sense. Yeah. You know, it, I've, it so felt bad. so yeah, it felt so close during that middle of the match where, you know, you kind of see things evening out. And then once Baron Corbin started to pick up steam, I was like, oh, then he hit him with the deep six. And I was like, man, that looks so good. Um, yeah. But dragging off to his to his credit, his character is so resilient in a wrestling way, i.e. my problem with Cody. Uh, he's resilient for resilience sake. There's a wrestling way to dragon off where his resilience just is impeccable. So him winning any match is like Gunther winning any match. There's a technical way in ring for him to get there. Yeah. But I really thought Baron Corbin had a chance, man. I thought he had him, dude. I thought was... Here's one thing that bothered me. The only thing that bothered me, Baron Corbin lost to punches. Dude's a golden gloves. <laughs> <laughs> you should not be getting punched out. I just wish there was a different move. That's all. But at the same time, that does put over Ilya's H-bombs, right? Yeah. If his punches can take out Golden Gloves winner, then you know he's a tough son of a bitch. So I'll give him that too. Like, it's not the worst thing that's ever happened, but I was kind of like, come on! Come on, Corbin! <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I'm, I'm, I, would, I would like to see Corbin get a title run. I think I called it out on an episode once. In episode one, maybe a year in recap, what I wanted for the next year was Corbin to hold the title, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, It'd be really cool. I think that he's so severely underrated by so many people. The dude's a badass. So I don't know. I don't have much else to say about that other than it was as good as I was hoping it was going to be. This was the match I came for, you know, before or after the show. <laughs> oh, <my God>. Time <laughs> after time. 
Uh, yeah, I don't know why. I mean, I don't know why he couldn't have won it and then, uh, you know, had to run with it for a bit. Because, but I also, I think it's an interesting spot that NXT is in too, because we used to watch people get to a certain point and go, okay, they're going to move on now. And we're just not seeing it like that anymore. It's a very, very slow moving thing. But, want anything else on that? No, no, solid show. Really enjoyed it. Producer Lady here. Thanks for tuning in. Continue to support and buy us a drink by putting the I in subscribe and reviewing our podcast. And cheers to Fans First Sports Network for keeping the dive bar lights on. I would never have a drink with wrestling on the rocks.